Hey everyone, this is Barbara with Can A Girl Speaks Podcast and tonight I got some, I have some special guests on tonight. I have Mrs. Tamara Cropper-Biley. Hello, hello. And I have Mr. Stacey Polk hello. on tonight. So I'm so excited that they agreed to be on my podcast and um, today I told them I was just going to ask them some questions and tell, I told them just to relax and um, we're going to just shoot from the hip. So y'all ready? Yes. So before we get started, I want I want both of you guys to tell me about yourself, tell the podcast land about who you are, and if you want to talk about your business and your who, your family, you know y'all welcome to do that. So we're gonna start with Miss Tamara first. All right, thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Tamara Crawford Bali, born and raised here in Corsicana. I have two beautiful daughters. Uh, they're both grown now, so but I do have two grandbabies. <laughs> I call them my rugrats because that's exactly what they are. Uh, I am the owner of TCB Photography, uh, and I'm also the owner of Business Beauty Barber Elite Academy. I'm, I'm working on opening my second part, so it's, it's been a challenge, but I'm almost at the finish line. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I moved away and came back, so I, I think I'm back to stay. All right. Stacy. Hello. My name is Stacy Pope. Uh, I'm also a local business owner. I own the hair gallery here in Cross County. I am a father, I am a grandfather, and I have a total of seven biological, two non-biological, and six grandkids. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Have you been in Corsican all your life? My whole life. Your whole life. My whole life. (laughs) He's a poke man. What is I think I've seen a truck with that truck that say... Poke boys. Poke boys. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I just want to thank you guys for coming, you know, for being on my podcast. And um, the first question I'm going to ask you, and we're going to just let these questions flow. I kind of wrote some of the questions down, but I feel, I feel like once I once the questions start flowing and you guys start answering my questions, I'm sure I'll just start shooting from the hip on um, backing up other questions. But um, tell me, who are your top influencers or personal heroes? We're going to start with Tamara first. Personal. Heroes. Yo, who, who are your top influencers? Well, I can honestly go back and say that my beauty school teacher, Claire Taylor, um, when the this beauty school was on seventh, uh, she was basically she was really hard on me. So you know, I really looked up to her and I respected her a lot, and just everything she did. And that's one of the main reasons that I'm actually instructing because of her. She might not know that. I heard she's in real estate now. If I ever find her, then I'll let her know. Uh, I know she's somewhere still around here. I kind of hear about her, but I just haven't looked her up yet. So she's really one of my top influencers since, you know, I started young, going to beauty school back in 1992. I quit. I didn't end up going back and finishing until 1996. So it's like it was a long road in between, but she always kept in touch with me and made sure that I actually finished. And then one that's I never met is Madam C.J. Walker. I, I've read up about her a lot, her story. She's one of the reasons that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and just continue to push and just and just help a lot of people. That's that's my main goal right there, just to help others. All right, Stacy. I guess I guess I got to piggyback off her. One of my biggest influences were uh, Charles Williams. Um, and outside of Charles Williams, I hate to say this, but uh, Ted Warren and Brenda Ross made a big influence in my life. And why is that? <laughs> I was kind of steering down the wrong path, and I had I came across them uh, late '80s, 
and it was a situation where Terry Warren was over a death probation. I remember him. Yeah, and Brenda Ross was my probation officer. And it was just one of those situations where they saw the good in me and they just kind of told me, you know, hey, look, you gotta go opposite direction. And one of the directions that she pushed me in was barbering because she knew that I had been doing barbering as far as bootlegging. Mm -hmm. And I, I went to work with Charles Williams at the age of 16 and I bootlegged for like three or four years <laughs> out the barbershop. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm not gonna lie. 30 years later, I ended up buying the barbershop. You know wow. So I was going wow. Wow. So, That's amazing. If, we, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> to, honestly, I thought y'all gonna be shooting for the hip. My superpower? If you had a superpower, what would it be? To buy, of course it can. To buy, of course it can. That, I mean, honestly, that's that's all I think about. Just want to just buy up and rebuild a lot of stuff. And especially every time I ride on the east side, yeah. I see I just see the properties and the houses are gone. And I, I, I go by Mill Haven all the time. I say I'm gonna buy that building one day. Yeah. I don't know when, but I always <laughs> say I even walked up to it and looked at it and put my hands on it. I said it's yeah. gonna be mine one day. But uh, who was that? Stacy. He came to my school. He was like, oh, "No, I'm gonna Stacey get it before Stacy Jennings." He said, like, "I'm gonna get it before you." I'm yeah, like, his mom. Okay. Yeah, his yeah. mom. Yeah, his <laughs> mom. Yeah, I remember that. Miss Jennings, Miss Jennings. So if I had superpowers, I would take it over. Take it over. All right, Stacy. One of my biggest superpowers that I would, right now in today's society, what I would want to do is just make everything to the point where there's no classes, you know, no middle class, high class, low class, you know, I would want it where everybody was equal, you know what I mean? Yeah. And one of my biggest things that I, I'm telling myself now daily that I talk to God about is, you know, I want to be a lender and not a borrower, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I, there's so many people that I would just reach back and touch if I had that superpower. Mm. Yeah, that sounds good. So you think, um, based on your superpowers, that it's possible, oh, you know, it's possible to, like you said, to... to to change, to change the east side, to buy Mel Haven, Stacy, you know, like you said, you know, to to motivate our our community to be, to be uh, as one, as one, as yeah, one. and to be lenders instead of borrowers because, um, you know, right now, you know, like you said, you know, even just like you said, I went, I went on the east side today, and I went to the boys and girls club, and I was like. You know, I, I'm I'm believing, and I'm that eventually it will change. But it's like when, you know, when will it change? And so um, I'm trying to be optimistic. You know, I hope it won't be where I'm real old, and then, then you know, then we don't. Then I, that's when I see the change. So you know, our, your grandkids, our grandkids, be the ones to change it. But anyway, um, okay. So let's go on to the next question. Um, let's see. What do you wish you had known? Known when you started out? Ooh, how to manage money. How to manage <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, starting out young in the beauty industry, I made so much money, but I wasted so much money. Mm -hmm. uh, went to go try to buy a car, and they was like, you know, you know, where's your, your paperwork? I'm like, what paperwork? You know, average stylist makes about 40 or 50, but they only gonna report 20. So, you know, we cut ourselves short when we don't do the right thing with the taxes. So I, I kind of learned the hard way. So that was one of the reasons I wanted to name my school Business Beauty Elite because we want to teach the business side. We don't just teach you how to stand up and do hair. you got to learn the business side in this industry in order to make it. And a lot of people just don't know that. And, if, and it's not that 
you know they can't find out if you don't know you just don't know so you know you have to educate others and you know we had a big discussion yesterday in the school and, and that's all we talked about you know for an hour and a half you know what are we going to do with this industry and how are you going to keep it going and how are you going to make it you know i want them to go out there and, and you know that's one thing with Corsa county we talked about i want them to go out there and open up salons you know if you really look around Corsa county the same people that's been here since i was a little girl that's all we have mm -hmm. There's no new salons, you know, the, we got a few barbershops, but I don't think it's enough. Yeah. I really think the people that's in school, they can come out and the first thing I ask my students, what are you going to do when you graduate? Oh, I'm going to move. That's what I hear. I'm going to move. Not knowing so, that they can still Because they feel like there's yeah. no opportunity here to yeah. actually make it. And I remember being young opening up three or four salons in Corsica County and did very well for myself. So I know it can be done. I think the mentality has just changed to where people feel like, oh, I can't make a living. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. You know, I, I don't think I've seen a minimum wage since 1998. So, you know, I really, what is minimum wage now? Um, it's going to go up. I know it's going to go up. So, you know, I haven't worked for minimum yeah. wage since then. So, yeah. you know, it, it's possible and it can be done. It's just the point of people putting it in front of them and letting them see, you know, you got to go for it and you just can't say, oh, I'm going to put my license on the shelf and I'm not going to use it. So that's my biggest thing right there, that I try to make sure I instill in everybody. Stacy? I don't know, I'm, I don't know, it's crazy. I'm piggybacking off of what she's saying. It's kind of like, uh, I hate to bring this guy's name up, but I had a, a local friend. I look at him like a little brother. But uh, Eric Bonner taught me a long time ago. He would say things to me of like, Stacy, you gotta think outside the box. Yep. You know, and you gotta quit thinking about everything in a black and white perspective, you know what I mean? And it took me to get to the age that I am now to understand what he was telling me. Because had I had done it earlier, you know, I wouldn't have had to, you know, be hit with some of the obstacles that I was hit with. You know, I thought the, no no offense, but you know, I thought the Caucasian side was always blocking me. Mm -hmm. When the Caucasian side was actually really there to help me. Help you. you know what I mean? And, you know, from where I grew up at, you know, we weren't taught that. Yeah, no. You know we what I mean? taught separate. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and then to piggyback off of what Tamara said, what Tamara said was, you know, she's teaching the business side of it. When I went to barber school, I went to barber school in Dallas, <laughs> in the hood. <laughs> and they didn't teach you barbering. They taught you how to hustle and make money. Yeah, barbering yeah. was a hustle. Yeah. But after I got up under the wings of Mr. Williams, Mr. Williams taught me how the business, the business side, side and everything along with it, you know, and I just wish that, you know, there was more schools like Tamara's offering, you know, where they teach the business side of it. That's all right. So what, so what are you passionate about? What's your passion? Just helping. I mean, I want to see everybody make it, you know. And you know, Kendall, she 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 came to my school and she left, and she went to Navarro and she came back the other day just to show me she got her license and she came to the school. So, and I told her because when she stopped for a while, I was like, Kendall, you got to go back. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to go back and finish. And she did. And, and now she's a licensed cosmetologist. And I, before she walked out my door, I said, now you got to raise your prices. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're a professional yeah, now, so you're, you're not on that, that bootleg level yeah. <laughs> anymore. And, you know, I want to see you get into a salon because she's very talented. Yeah. Very talented. So how, so, how, so how can you break that mentality, like you said, you know, for our community where, you know, like you said, we used to, we used, some people used to go into the house, getting it done. You know, instead of, you know, then you know the same, if you're doing the same type of work here, you go to the Metroplex, oh, you can, you really can bump up your prices mm -hmm. and they will pay for, yeah. you know, that work, you know. And so how can we break that, 
that cycle of you know the bootleg the bootleg prices or because you, you gotta know. talk you gotta you gotta continuously keep talking to them and letting them know you're going to make more money in a salon versus being at home that's just hands down I don't care you know and most you know most of my students they would call me or text me and say you know this is how I make my living I gotta pay my rent and I'll tell them you're gonna lose two clients but you're gonna gain ten mm -hmm. because once you switch over to that professional status you know, that's what people want. It's mm -hmm. not about because you're good. It's only 30% of your talent anyway. I don't yeah. care who you are. It's about how you market and sell yourself. You know, mm -hmm. when you think when you think about Chick-fil-A, I don't even really like Chick-fil-A, but I like their customer service. Customer service so I go uh -huh. because they're so nice. Uh -huh. but I, you know, I don't want to downgrade, but, you know, we got some that they need some training. Yeah. Some of these restaurants need a lot of training. Yeah, so we go where we get that good service mm -hmm. and that professionalism. And that's what it's about, and I and that's what we teach our students. You can be the best hairstylist ever; it does not matter if your professionalism is not there. People are not gonna come to you. Yeah. They're not gonna want your service yeah. at all. So it's like if we go to a restaurant, if we get bad service, what the first thing we do? Can I talk to the manager? Yeah. <laughs> or you know, yeah. I'm not paying for this food, or I'm never coming back to this restaurant again. And that's because of the professionalism. Yeah. So that's where it starts. Yeah. Stacy, what's your passion? Whew. I'm passionate about. Family, and with me, it's family over everything. Yes. You know what I mean. And when I say family, I'm not just talking about my immediate family. If I consider you a friend, your family. Your family. You know what I mean. And right now, I don't know what it is, but God is doing something with me now where, you know, I don't know. I just want to help the youth. You know what I mean? Because the youth is what pays my bills. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And. I see a lot of people come in the barbershop, and there's a lot of youth that come in the barbershop that's actually raising themselves. Mm. You know what I mean? We got single parents out there that's barely making ends meet. You know what I mean? These kids are standing home while the parents are working, working. and they're raising themselves. Mm -hmm. So, Tamara can piggyback off what I'm saying is like, what's happening is these kids are basically raising themselves. So, when they come into our establishments with us being business owners, we're basically mentoring and talking yes. to these kids, and I don't know what it is. I've seen so many get passed over to where I've got to a point. Well, I'm real passionate about kids right now, you know what I mean? And with the first thing that I said as far as with me being with family, first, those kids that sit in my barber chair, they're just not clients. Mm -hmm. You know, I consider them family. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, I guess my biggest thing if, to answer your question is family. And, and that's so true, because I remember two young girls, uh, Moesha and Fruity. I would do their hair all the time when they were in high school. And I constantly, and they were so smart, and I would constantly tell them, go to college. <laughs> Go to, leave them little boys alone, go to college. <laughs> and I'm so proud to see both of them have graduated from yeah. college. And you know, yeah. it's like, that's that's what it is. You, Like we are actually psychiatrists in, in so many words that people don't that. understand yeah. that uh -huh. because you know, what, what, what comes in your church should stay in your church. Mm -hmm. And I've heard a lot of horror stories. Uh -huh. I'll tell you yes, a lot. And a lot of them come from young kids, like he say. So you know, from molestation to everything, and and it, and it's hard to deal with because you you know you don't want to cross certain lines, yeah. but you it's like you know you got to encourage these young people because you know even suicide, yeah. you have to encourage these young people because like he say that the the parents are working, they're at home alone, 
and you know you really don't know what's going on you know right I, I remember being that kid mm-hmm. you know being at home while my mom worked you know luckily I had my grandma mm-hmm. and when she got off you know the neighbor would tell it if we went outside <laughs> <laughs> he watched us until she got home uh, but right there on East 11 that's where I grew up at right there on that yeah. corner and my grandmother she's really- 90 years old and she's still there so you know that's right there is home to me and that's one of the main reasons I really came back to Corsicano because I know she was getting up in age and my mama she lost both of her breasts she had breast cancer mm-hmm. so you know I'm like I gotta come back home to family because yeah. if I'm away and something happened to them you know we regret not being mm-hmm. here and, and you know just spending those moments because you know my grandmama she might not outlive all of us mm-hmm. we never know but yeah. she and I and one thing I told my student yesterday I say I've never seen my grandmother sick never I've never seen really? her sick. Out of all the years I'm 45, I've never seen her sick at all. I'm like, that is a true blessing that she's kind of losing her mind now, yeah. but I've never seen her sick. Oh, ever. wow. That's a blessing. Awesome. That's a blessing. So what inspires you? Ooh. I know I, have, I, know I said what you're passionate about, what, but what inspires you? What, is, what inspires you to get up, get up in the, you know, get up and wake up in the morning and start your day? What inspires you? Hmm. You can go first. Thanks. Go. <laughs> I guess my biggest inspiration is for me to look back over my life. You know, I'm not where I want to be, but thank God that I'm not where I used to be. So that's what inspires me every day. You know what I mean? Because I know where I came from, boy. Ooh. There's a lot of different places I should be since sitting here talking on this mic tonight. You know what I mean? It's my biggest inspiration is just to know that God has given me his grace. You know what I mean? Yes. And that I'm still here today. That's my beast. That's a good inspiration. Yes, ma'am. I think I inspire myself a lot because I'm a I'm a go getter, and you know I, my story probably not as bad as Stacy, but I was bad. <laughs> I was like the bad seed of my family, like the bad child. <laughs> you that. My mom had five kids, and I, I was the worst one. Yeah. I was I, I was the one that used to fight all the time, used to sneak out the house. I, my sisters were goody two shoes. They were, so I was like the one with the always into something. I remember uh, Mr. Sparks would bring me home from school all the time because I always got kicked out of school and somebody told me Coach Williams was down here. I said, I wish I would have saw him. I would have told him, gave him a piece of my mind. I stayed in his office for every little thing. But then I was so little, so I I think I was bullied a lot. Uh So I think that made me feel like I had to actually just, you know, fight for myself. being picked on all the time. And, you know, back then bullying wasn't a really big thing. So, you know, it's just... You know, not having to depend on anybody else inspires me. Just getting up. You know, my grandmama is it's in my head. If you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. And I tell myself that every day. If I don't work, I can't. And it's not just eating food. You know, you can't you can't eat. You can't eat to live. You can't eat to survive. You know, you gotta feed your mind. You gotta feed your soul. You gotta feed everything. And and it's hard to do mentally when you know. And and depression is a big thing that a lot of people don't yeah. wanna face yeah. or deal with but when you get down in that slump and if, if, if some people don't get out of it and if you can't pull yourself out of it it's like the detriment of anybody so, so yeah. tell us about that you you started um a group that i'm a part of take your take your life oh, back yes and that you didn't mention that at the beginning of your podcast no but, i did um, at the beginning of the podcast but Tell us a little bit about, about that, this group that you started. Well, it's a group that I started on Facebook just for women. So, you know, it's a closed group, and it's called Take Your Life Back. Because uh, we as African-American women, we, we honestly, we don't take care of ourselves. At the end of the day, you know, we do have the worst uh, health care benefits, whether people want to face the facts or not. 
And once I started the group, I found out that probably majority of the women in the group had the same health issues. So that's like a big red flag to where, okay, why does all these African-American women have fibroids and everybody's having hysterectomies mm -hmm. and, you know, we're, we're just not taking care of ourselves. You know, high blood pressure is a big thing uh, in the African-American, uh, even hair loss. Being in my industry, oh, hair loss is like, at the rise of where I've never seen it before. And, yes. and, it, and it, it's stressed, but it also ties in with blood pressure medication yeah. and a lot of different medications that women are on also that we kind of researched and found out. So just mentally, you know, I was like, we have to take our life back. You know, mm -hmm. we're still here and then, you know, I've seen people pass away, you know, at a young age from heart attack. You know, I had two relatives. One just passed away from a heart attack and then the other one had an aneurysm and they're, you know, younger than me. So it's like, you know, it could be me. It could be anybody. You know, we, we work all day and we go home and the first thing we do is just eat and lay down. We don't do anything else because we work like, like you just said. How many hours you work? How many hours you work? I said, sometimes 16 hours a day. What made me wake up is when I went to the doctor because I kept having all these headaches, 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 headaches. And my doctor even said, if you die, They'll place you before you're even in the ground. Yeah. So you need to take care your time off yeah. and take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to start that group, Take Your Life Back, because just to motivate women and keep people going. And, and not just positive issues. We talk about some negative issues, too. I think I put one out there today. I probably stepped on some toes. So uh, if you, ever, if you get a chance, time, get a chance, read it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I'm just I keeping think, it I real. I saw it, I think. I saw some people. I saw some people comment about it. But I said I got to sit down and read yeah, it. Yeah, you got to read that, that one. Yeah. So you know, it's just a, it's just an eye opener to keep us moving and keep us going. Yeah, we got to do better. Yeah, at the so, end of the day. So Stacy, tell us. I guess you know she she's really focusing on the women. So what kind of motivating I guess group or program to help our young men? You know, because you did talk about. You know, you talked about earlier about, you know, when they come to the barbershop and, you know, you talk to them. But, you know, based on, um, you know, what's taking place in our society, you know, what do we need to motivate our young men? Because, you know, we do see, you know, with my line of work and just seeing what's going on in, in the nation and, you know, we see it on the news. You know, what can we do to motivate our young men and our men, you know, to step up and, you know, not take that, that wrong path? You know, I know you, you know, you... You know, you know, because you know, you know, you know the. We the need more Stacy. Yeah, we need you more Stacy. Yeah, tell the truth. We yeah, need more Stacy. Yeah, you know, this is. <laughs> and you know, I'm not. I, I'm a realist, and everybody that knows me, I'm gonna speak no matter how. Mm -hmm. And I'm just gonna tell you straight up off the hip. First thing we gotta do, you know, God is first. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Yeah. But when we're dealing with our local community, as far as the African American church, we gotta quit telling these kids to run to the church. Yeah. Because they're not these leaders of these churches around here, and I'm talking about the African American side. They're not doing their part as far as supporting these young black men. Well, don't you think that, don't you think, I guess my thing is, don't you think that like a lot of, if you look at our, a lot of our churches in Corsicana, a lot of the, you know, the older pastors or, you know, there a lot of them are aging. So it's like, okay, so who's replacing them? You know, think about, think about some of the churches that we used to have back, you remember back in the day when we had Second Mission, you know, Reverend Curry, you know, you had, you remember all that, you remember those pastors back in the day? You're going to bring it out of me now. I know, I'm just saying, <laughs> but what I'm saying, Stacey, okay, all I'm gonna say is, is what, what, I mean, when, when the churches used to be the pillars, and like I said, I don't want to get on my soapbox either, but when the churches used to be the pillars, well, you know, now we're seeing, you know, a lot of our young people, you know, and we do know, if you read some articles, 
people aren't going to the church. You know, well, a lot of the millennials and we talked. I had my, my millennial guest last week. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them aren't going to church. It's called know? accountability. Yeah. So you yeah. know what we're doing there in the church house. Nobody's making anybody be accountable. Accountable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like okay, it is what it is. So myself and a couple more individuals have gotten together, and the group that I'm speaking of, you're a part of, is called Defy. Mm-hmm. And you know we're diverse. I mean, we've got a little bit of every kind of nationality mm-hmm. on the board. Yeah, diverse. And then on the back side of that, a local guy, myself, and a couple more individuals got together, and we brought in a boxing program here. And while we were gone this weekend. With uh, Team Supreme, Don and uh, Brian, I got with a group of individuals, and uh, one of the things that we're trying to do now is we're going to get together with Chief Johnson, uh, Chief Johnson, uh, Mr. Tanner, and a couple more uh, positive people in the community, and we want to sit down and have a dialogue with young male figures, and just kind of be able to talk to them and let them know that you know they do have some outreaches. Some, you know, somebody that they can go talk to. We don't really have a big brother program here, yeah. mm-hmm. but we're going to try to get something like that here because what I'm saying is if you're not getting mentored in the barbershop or with some people in the community that actually curl as far as our kids, yeah. you know what I mean? They're getting kind of washed away and they don't have nothing to do but go do wrong or, mm-hmm. or fall off to the wayside. And what I do every day that I sit behind my barbershop, like she was sticking on earlier, I'm not just cutting hair. You know what I mean? I'm mentoring. You know, I'm counseling. I mean, I've got two individuals right now. We meet on Mondays on my day off, and we meet and we have breakfast and just. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. Sometimes we cry together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we pray together. You know what I mean? It's just I just wanted them two brothers to know that you know they ain't in it by themselves yeah. because I've been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going through some of the same things they're going through, but what I what I'm doing differently than I than I used to then do is. I've opened up to people because for so long, you know, I was that bully, you know what I mean? I had that little man complex. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't get around me. You know? Oh, so you were the bully. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I'm going to bring it to you, you know what I mean? But now, you know, I don't know, I done got soft in my old age, you know, and it's like, I want to help everybody, you know what I mean? And that's what we're going to have to do, you know, like I said, and don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking the church house. Yeah. But what I'm going to start doing is making them be accountable. Mm-hmm. If you're going to hold me to accountable to hold my business in a certain situation, yeah. And a certain standard, I want you to do the same for yours. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm tired of people coming in, putting flyers in my barbershop, talking about, you know, this church, that just We got 47 churches on the east side. Mm-hmm. And out of all 47, man, none of them doing what they're supposed to do. Well, my church is Greg Love. Okay. We do well, outreach. Okay. Well, <laughs> when, the last time, again. when the last time y'all did a revival? We don't, we don't okay, I mean, we, no, we did last week, about a week ago. Okay, what we I'm saying is, I remember when I was growing up, yeah, I was sitting out in the park on the east side smoking weed and drinking. Oh, and the pastor came through with a backpack and handed out me a little bitty bottle. And he said, all he said was, hey, don't put your bread down, don't put your joint down. I just want to give you an invitation. Mm-hmm. And that invitation was a bottle. Mm-hmm. See, and it convicted my spirit. Mm-hmm. And here it is 30 years later, I have a relationship with Christ. Yeah. But see, these, these dudes now don't want to come outside the church because, you know, they can't wait on that money to come around that altar. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to get outside the box. If I can get outside the box, get outside the box. I feel that passion coming you know, out. And that, that's my yeah, passion. That you know what I mean? And I'm just and being it's honest. true because, you know, growing up, you know, we didn't have a choice. You yeah. had to go to church. Yes, ma'am. I don't care what well, you yes, So, so now, right. you know, some parents are so young now to yeah. where, you know, so kid, and some kids be they're they're wanting to go to church, but mm-hmm. nobody they're too take, take them, them. to yeah. church sometimes. But That's you know right. we didn't have no choice. But like he say, if no one's there to take them, they should be picking them up. Mm-hmm. Hello, you know, yeah. come around and get them, get a bus or whatever, and go pick. I remember the bus coming around and picking us up. If, if my mom didn't go, she made sure we was on the bus mm-hmm. and we went to church. Every, you know we cried sometimes. <laughs> 
But we was there every, yeah. every, every Wednesday night, night, every uh-huh. Sunday, yeah. Sunday yeah. evening. Yeah. We was in church. Yeah. Now you know, and and I can only, I can say that even about my own grandkids. They they go every now and then if if my mama take them or if I might take. Them. But my nothing against my daughter, but she's not gonna take them to church. Yeah, and I said, I'm picking back off of what you're saying right there. Myself. You know, and I'm not 100 yet. You know, I'm trying to get there. <laughs> no, I'm, trying to get- <laughs> I'm trying to get there. But Pastor Hayes, a local minister here. Yeah, Pastor Hayes, yeah. I mean, wonderful dude. Mm-hmm. I consider him like a brother. Mm-hmm. This brother met me almost three years ago. And I kid you not. Steve Hayes. Oh, my God. He opened up to me, man. And when I realized, like, man, this dude done, we done been through some of the same things, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he, I mean, me and him can sit down in a restaurant. We can have lunch, breakfast, whatever it is. And, it, and there's no color. Yeah. You know, he don't mind saying, hey, Stacey, I think you're wrong at that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what you should do. Yeah. When I got 40 pastors that come inside my barbershop, they won't even sit down and come and say yeah. with me. Now, I've got one that will, but the ones that grew up with me won't. And see, I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think with this generation now, they're wanting transparency. Like right. Said, they're, wanting, they're wanting to see that, hey, you know, I, I, I haven't always been this way. You know, they want to trans, they do want, they want realness. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and so that's really probably what's taking, taking what's going on is because that's the reason why we don't see a lot of young people, or you know, the millennials or whatever, in you know, in the church, you know, in the church now. But you know, hopefully it'll get better. It will. I'm, I'm, I'm I hoping, promise I'm hoping it will. it'll get better. So we're gonna go on to our next question. Um, so, what? Let me see. So how do you? I think I've already said that one. So how do you know? How do you define success? What is your definition of success? Success could be anything. So how do you define if it? Just is accomplishing a goal, something you feel like you need. I don't care if it's, hey, I want to go six weeks without drinking a soda. Yeah, that's a success. Success is not money. That's what a lot of people get kind of twisted sometimes. It, it's never been defined by money. So you know you really can't put it in a box because it. So can how, be so, so how do we so how do we things. get you know because I notice in society now we're so materialistic. You know, we, we just, if it's not, them have a name on it. I'm not, I'm not like that. I've never been like that. Like I can this. go, I can go buy a purse at the dollar store and I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, just happy. But yeah. I have people, I have friends that, you know, that don't have, you know, the MK on it. It's or funny you say that you know, because they be like, I'm a Goodwill <laughs> thrift shopper. <laughs> everything I've ever bought from every piece of equipment I've got, everything mm-hmm. is used. I'll, my motto is one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm-hmm. I can take something and make it look like gold. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my mentality. Yeah. So that's why I say in everybody's success is set up differently because mm-hmm. I would never ever buy I don't even buy purses I get my sisters when she give me her hand-me-downs mm-hmm. I don't I don't like to go to the malls I probably have clothes in my closet I've had forever yeah I, I, I don't spend money on stuff that I feel like is wasteful yeah. and to me that's wa- to me that's wasteful for other people it might not be uh, but I don't owe anybody anything yeah you know I don't have an overhead even in my own business I don't have an overhead because I set it up that way, so therefore I can help everybody else and not be trying to worry about, oh, these bills need to be paid. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and right now, to me, that's success yeah. in my eyes. It seems like now we have a society where everybody's keeping up with the Joneses. You know, everybody's going to keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> and I'm like, but we don't know how the Jones got what they have. You but know, you know what, people, people perceive me because they don't know me. Yeah. And I hope they hear this, but they think 
that's me. Yeah. And that I'm that's far, yeah. far from that. Yeah. I'm way far from that. Yeah. So they look at me like, oh, she got this, she got this, she got this, she got this. <laughs> <But> that, <laughs> Everything is you. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know. I live off faith. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I promise mm-hmm. you. I ain't got no money. Yeah. I don't have no more money than the next man has. Yeah. I promise you I live off faith. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what gives me what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stacy. What defines success? How do you what? Yeah, how do you feel? How do you feel? How do you define success? You phrase that. Success to me is overrated. <laughs> it's totally overrated. Very. I mean, but I think society has gotten it like that. Yeah, we, I mean, we, for I mean, a while, over the years, it's like, oh my goodness. For a while, you know, I, you know, I would look at people like, well, man, I want to be successful like him. You know what I mean? But then I had a lot of people tell me, man, you don't want to walk in these nine and a half. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't know what it took for me to get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So at this point in life, I'm going to say, I don't really look at success. The most successful thing is me as a person that's walking holy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. As long as you walk in that Christianity walking, you're doing what you're supposed to do is from that perspective. I consider you successful. I, I don't care. You can have you can have Bill Gates money. Yeah. And I mean, if you ain't living holy, that don't mean nothing to me. I mean, because I know at the end of the day, we all were born to die. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And that's why I look at life now, you know. So my biggest thing, if I'm going to be successful, I'm going to live a Christian life. That's it. I saw something on, you know, you can always say sometimes you got to really watch those these internet things and stuff. But I saw, what's the, what's the, what's the man's name that Mark Zuckerberg, the, the created Facebook? And so, you know, how we're doing all these reveal parties and, and baby showers and, you know, we <laughs> make a, you know. And he just had a simple baby shower. I mean, he had like homemade stuff, you know, like plastic. And I was like, he could have a big, you know, big old baby shower, but it was just simple. I mean, they had like, you know, paper cups and stuff. And I was just like, and they had pictures of, you know, the baby shower, it was simple. And here we are, you go online, you see all these big, big old, you know, baby showers and all that. I'm like, But that's because people don't understand. Poor people spend their money. Mm-hmm. Middle class people save, and rich people invest. Yeah. Mm. So you and you, you don't to and, know and you, don't, and you will never know a rich person. You really you know you you know, always hear that really rich people, yeah, they don't reveal that they got a lot of money. They really don't. They this is simple, you know. So I'm thinking. I said, you know what? That's that that's kind of true. You know, to see him in that baby shower, and I'm thinking, I think we done figured it. We done we're doing something wrong. Yes, you know? we are. So. <laughs> So, uh, your my final question for you guys on tonight: What kind of legend would you like to leave? What kind of legend would you like to leave? What would your <laughs> if somebody it, put it like this? You know, let's just say, be? yeah. What would they What would they say about you? You know, after after life, what do you think they would say? What kind of legend? What kind of legend would you like to leave? What kind of what kind of mark would you like to leave? Well, I, <laughs> do you want me to be honest? Yeah, be honest. I mean, this is, you know. Because I've already told my whole family, I don't want a funeral. <laughs> I don't want nobody to come over me. I don't want nobody I to. I told the same thing. Yeah, but leaving that legacy, you know, <laughs> I want you to know me for who I who I was. So, you know, that's, you know, if you knew me, if you passed me, but a lot of people, you know, until they get to know me, they don't know what type of person I am. Yeah. So get to know me. And that legacy I leave because most people are like, you know what? You'll help anybody. I was like, all you gotta do is open your mouth and ask. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I share everything. I don't keep anything to myself because it's not mine. I just like the fact, like, with you, even like your photography business, how, you know, some people are like, no, this is my talent. I'm not telling anybody about it. 
But you, but you turn around and you, 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 you know, you reach out and you help others. I drive you know, to you Dallas know, to my mentor, yeah. and then I come down here and, yeah, and, and give like, away everything he taught yeah. me because who I'm like, because you know people, what? We gotta learn this. Yeah. We gotta do this. Yeah, and I just see, I see the talent and others starting to just grow, and I'm like, yes. who does that? Most people would be like, no, I don't want anybody else to know this. This is my, <laughs> you know, no, this is my secret. But I just see, I'm like, Lord, you, God gonna bless you just because you, you turn around, like you said, and you always, I mean, I'm like, when you think people not watching, they watch it. Oh, I know. I, I know. They watch watch it. I can and go I'll places pay and, to that. and, you know, I even try to train my students about Facebook. Don't look at the likes. Yeah. Don't, I, I never read, I post well, a lot, side, but I never way. read anything. Yeah, that's so I never way. go back and read anything. I yeah. just post and I go. Yeah. Because to me, you know, you have to control it. It can't control you. Mm-hmm. Because if we really think about the internet, it used to be called the web. The web. Not the yeah. internet. World if you ever web. think of a spider and how it entangled, entangles in the web, mm-hmm. what happens is it's meant for you to be stuck. Yeah. And be stuck off in it. Yeah. So a lot of people, it they, they allow it to control them instead of them controlling it. So that's <laughs> one thing I've, I've never done is allow mm-hmm. social media to control me. Because yeah. once it controls you, you know, I can do without. Yeah. We went on vacation this weekend to Galveston, and first thing everybody do when they walk in the house is looking for a yeah. signal. There's no, <laughs> you mean to tell me there's no Wi-Fi here? Uh, they, they was about to go crazy. I'm like, well, just put your phones yeah. up, and that's, that's just enjoy vacation. Yeah. But they were literally, those young people, Yeah. I mean, they was holding phones in the air, trying to get a signal. I'm like, this is, well, we just going to sit on the beach because they can get a signal on the beach. So they were on the beach all day because that's the only way they can oh, use goodness. their phones. It was crazy. So that's just how it is this day and time. So, you know, just to know me for, you know, who I am. All right, Stacy. I know. Just to know that um, the biggest thing I would want to leave, man, because, you know, how big is my, my family's pretty big. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. I say, um, the biggest okay. thing that I would want to leave behind is just to let them know that, you know, I was a father, you know, mm-hmm. and I was a caregiver. Um, and, you know, no matter what the people say about my past or whatever, you know, I wouldn't have had a future if I didn't have a past. Yeah. Yes. But behind my past, you know, I finally got it right. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, I'm like Tamara, you know what I mean? Don't bring me my roses when I'm gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give it to me now. Give it to me now. You know, don't wait to the end. And that's kind of what I try to walk now, you know. And Miss Kelly, I, I commend you on a lot of it because yeah. you know where I came from. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, there was the once upon a time in life, you couldn't get me to come up these stairs and do what I'm doing right now. Yeah. You know, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be straight honest with you. And to be even sitting in the room where I'm sitting at right now, you know what I mean? I had a problem with the other man. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be straight on this. And some of my biggest friends now, man, Scott yeah. McCreary, Kyle Glixman, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm like. Dr. Locke, Lock, you know what I mean? I, you know, it's just like I don't know, God just untouched me now. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I used to be a big fan of, you know, a clique. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I had to have this circle. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even got a half a circle now. Yeah. You know I mean? circle yeah, now. My circle. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's like I think that comes with age, though. It does, you it know. Does. And the it ones does. that I'm, you know, I'm clicked up with now. I feel like the, are the ones that God wanted me to click with mm-hmm. in the beginning. But I fought it for so long. Yeah. You know what I mean? So my biggest legacy is just to let people know, man. I'm nowhere close to being that kid I used to be. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm searching for a higher thing now, man. Oh, yeah. That's my biggest legacy. All right. 
Well, I sure appreciate both of you guys for coming out and being on my podcast. And um, listeners, you guys are going to be in for a treat when you listen to this podcast. So um, with that being said, I'm not going to have a motive. I usually have... I didn't have my motivational, uh, <laughs> my motivational, I guess, poem or whatever to close it out. But I'm just gonna go ahead and close it out with the words from from Tennis Tamara and the words from Mr. Stacy. So y'all have a good night, and thank you for listening to uh, Cannon Girl Speaks podcast. Thank you for having us. <laughs> this one.